Food is fuel for your body, your mind, and definitely your sport. But let's face it, nutrition is confusing and the expectations on girls and women to be thin and have a six pack are exhausting. If you've ever been frustrated with your body, confused about nutrition, obsessed with eating healthy or guilty when you don't, underate, overate, or overtrained and overwhelmed with all the pressure, then this podcast is for you. Nutrition can be easy. You can take control of it, but it might start with letting go of control by asking for help and making a change. I'm Lindsay Elizabeth Cortez, sports dietitian and owner of Rise Up Nutrition, where I empower female athletes to overcome nutrition concerns and perform at their highest level, to stop being confused by all the mixed or harmful messages, and finally have confidence in your body as a fierce, fit, and fueled female athlete. Hello, listeners. It's Lindsay Cortez, your host, and I'm here today with a wonderful guest, Anne Mazer. She is the founder and CEO of Runners Love Yoga, the mission of which is to help runners through yoga designed specifically for them. Through Runners Love Yoga TV, she is a one-woman yoga filming and editing crew, which brings accessible yoga to runners worldwide. It's found at runnersloveyoga.tv. And with the Runners Love Yoga TV, iOS, and Android apps, you can do 200 plus yoga classes with her anytime. Recently, the Runners Love Yoga brand of activewear has branched off to become Relay Run Company. Relay Run Company activewear is built upon the four legs of fashion, art, performance, and comfort. Anne has been in the clothing industry for a decade and is excited for the direction that Relay Run Company is headed, especially as they are donating 1% of all purchases to Animal Rescue. Anne is a 2020 Olympic Trials marathoner who loves racing all distances from the mile to 26.2 and whose own training unorthodoxly combines running, swimming, and yoga. While at Notre Dame, she was an English and math double major and she founded Runners Love Yoga while earning her PhD in English at UVA. Anne, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Great to be here. Yeah. Wow. I'm so excited to talk to you. Your bio is super interesting to me, <laughs> and I feel like if I ever get to live life over again, I might like to have a career path similar to yours. <laughs> it's It's been very interesting and definitely very unorthodox. I think even yeah, my bio, even you reading it back, it sounds crazy. <laughs> um, because there's not too many people who are even math and English majors, even at, at Notre Dame, you know, I, I started as an engineer and my second semester of sophomore year, we read a novel in my mechanical engineering lecture. And I feel like I was the only engineer who actually read the novel, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I've always, I've always liked both math and English. And I think I, I like a lot of things. So <laughs> I end up doing a lot of things besides even just running or, you know, even, even with runners love yoga, how it's really, you know, for a while, I feel like I've almost had two businesses in one with runners love yoga TV and with the activewear side. So it's nice that that's kind of growing in the direction that it is. And that ROI is now relay Runco and really splitting off into its, its own entity too. So it's, there's a lot going on over here. <laughs> For sure. And you know, I literally, before we press record, I was apologizing to you because I was late to our recording because I had a client session right before. And I was literally talking to this client about like 
kind of like our identity. She was kind of thinking about like her identity as a runner and, and, you know, relating to that. And I really proposed this concept to her of like, you don't have to be just one thing. Like there's an and in there, you can be a runner and all these other things. And, and then here I am talking to you and I'm like, this is you, like you are, you are so many things. Like I don't even, yeah. So starting with schooling of like math and English, but then which you could do a ton with, but even from like a career standpoint, your business owner, entrepreneur type of like aspect. And then as far as hobbies go, like running and yoga and, and I'm sure a lot of other things swimming in there. So just this like power of and and all the things you can do. I feel like you're really embodying. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit of a Renaissance woman. <laughs> I, it just keeps it more interesting. And I think it is really important to realize like within your identity, you have a lot of things in there. You know, I remember when I ran at Notre Dame, after I didn't run at Notre Dame, like the first couple years after that, I had gotten so used to introducing myself as like, hi, I'm Anne and I run for Notre Dame. <laughs> then it was really hard for me and like weird kind of for the couple years after that. And I think that's probably something a lot of runners and probably collegiate runners especially can kind of relate to, you know, like, who are you if you aren't running for your university anymore, you know? So I think it's important to remember there really are a lot of sides of you and, you know, it actually as special as those four years are in college or, you know, as special as whatever phase someone is in, there's something after that that might be even way, way better and they just don't know yet. So, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's not to say that being a runner at Notre Dame wasn't cool. That was awesome. But, and it's not to say that like you have to like, close yourself off from that, but know that during a different phase in your life or for different reasons, you can grow into other things. There's so many other, like, yeah, what you hit on of people post-college or or just post like sport, even feeling that loss of identity is definitely there for a lot of people, but know that if you say goodbye to one thing, you have, you can, you can say hello to the next things or step into that. You might not even know yet what it could be. Yeah. It can be really freeing too. I was actually always glad I was a runner too. Cause I, I almost felt bad for the athletes in the other sports. I'm like, what if I played like, I don't know, I can't think of an example right now, We're, but some sports are a lot harder to do post-collegiately. Gymnastics? Yes, exactly. My sister was a gymnast. So, you know, that was really weird for her to then not, you know, I mean, she was still actually, my sister's like 34 and she was actually still trying to go to the gym and like doing gymnastics, you know, so go Jill. But um, that's my sister. I Um, love that. (laughs) Go Jill. So it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it can also be really freeing then once you, I don't know. I want to say let go of, but you know, I I think another example is, you know, I got my PhD in English and this is, I think actually weirdly very analogous, but a lot of academics, you get your PhD, especially in the humanities, and then you don't become an English professor or you don't become a history professor. Like you have all these sort of alternative academic tracks that you end up on. So while I was getting my PhD in English at UVA, the University of Virginia, I very much thought I was going to be an English professor. So, and I loved teaching. I was really good at it. And it was really hard when I, you know, the academic job market, first of all, is just like actually absurd. And there's, there's a lot of problems with academia right now, quite frankly, but I just wasn't willing to like move to North Dakota or like 10 hours away to teach, you know, and I had a life here in Charlottesville. So 
that was hard too, actually, to kind of be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to be an English professor, but I'm going to do this. And sometimes people will even ask me, you know, like, oh, well, well, are you going to go back to teaching or, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm still teaching yoga. (laughs) And I think everything that you've done, like all of my experience teaching English at UVA has so informed everything I'm doing now. Like it's, that was like teaching boot camp, you know, teach, I, I can, I'm very good at improv now. Like you could throw me into a class and be like, teach it on X topic. And I would teach you, like I can make it up as I go, you know? So it's yeah, everything that you've done, even if it feels like it's in this past life, it's kind of informing what you do now in a really useful way. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why you've been so successful to create Runners Love Yoga TV with over 200 videos all on your own of just like, how do I just teach this, you know, yoga class all by yourself? Yeah, that's, well, Runners Love Yoga TV really kind of started in 2020 with the pandemic. So before that, I had just 12 videos online, but I had someone help me film them and I always kind of had thought to myself, wow, it would be really great if I could just do all this myself and not have to rely on someone else for the editing and all of that. And then in really probably like, I don't know, once the pandemic hit, everything at UVA got moved online. And I still teach part-time at UVA in the kinesiology department. So not in English, but in kinesiology, I teach running for fitness and yoga to undergrads. Great. And all of that got moved online and I really didn't want to do yoga on Zoom. I thought that just sounds torturesome. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like just picturing me watching like all these kids doing yoga on these little screens and the audio just being not good. And so I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. And I mean, the audio was actually the bane of my existence for a while. You know, I I figured out like this professional audio equipment and this was not something that I was familiar with at all. So that was that was hard. But I think I've got it down. (laughs) Um, So but yeah, I just go out and I have a bunch of outdoor spaces now where I film yoga like pretty much weekly and there's a new Friday flow every Friday that I put up at Runners of Yoga TV. So I have a whole bunch of people that follow and do those, but I do all the editing and everything myself. So it's, it really is a one woman filming, editing, teaching show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. And yeah, to go from 12 videos online to over 200 is, is really awesome. So I want to backtrack for a second. Sure. And so, so you ran cross country and track in college and then continued running post collegiately and really getting yourself to a, a wonderfully high level and going to the Olympic trials, um, for the marathon distance and it, feel free to elaborate on that. But I'm also interested just because yoga is, is your business too. like, where did the, where in your running journey, where did yoga come into play for you too? That actually started at Notre Dame. So, and even a little bit before that, so my mom and sister were both gymnasts, but I did not get the gymnast gene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coordinated in that way. And and people might not believe this now, but I was very tight. Like I was not flexible, you know? So I think that's one of the things people are like, oh, I'm not flexible enough for yoga. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Plus like if we were all super flexible, like would anyone do yoga? I don't know. So we do it to help us out. Anyways, I kind of got the idea like in high school that if I stretch more, it would help my running. So I just kind of started integrating like daily little stretching. And I think that then helped me in college. But then I would take forever stretching before we would go off to our 
you know, group run at Notre Dame. So my senior year, my coach put me in charge of leading team stretching. So that's kind of how I got started teaching runners stretching and yoga. And then that year we, we had like way less injuries. So I was very, oh, wow. we definitely stretched longer <laughs> thanks to me, <laughs> but I think it helped everyone out. And then one of my teammates was like, Anne, you're really good at this. You should be a yoga teacher. And I'm like, that would be a great idea. So before I came to UVA, I did an intensive yoga teacher training over the summer. And then, I mean, that was, oh gosh, like 2009. So long time ago at this point, but I, I just, the whole way along, like even at Notre Dame, the more I did yoga and kind of figured out like what specifically works for running and helping me with workouts and high mileage and, you know, I mean, high mileage relative for me, I just felt stronger and healthier and, and just did better <laughs> and felt better, you know, while I was training hard. So it, I saw what a different yoga made for me in my life and like even not just from a bodily perspective, but I would say like, especially mentally with my PhD, you know, I, the PhDs in, your, in the humanities are very hard. I mean, PhDs across the board are very hard. And I think if you can come out the other end in like a better mental state than you went in, like you've, you've done something right. Cause that's not easy to do, you know? And I totally attribute yoga to my success there. Like it's, it was great for managing stress and just dealing with everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think um, I read somewhere, somewhere on when I was researching things yeah. to talk about with you that like you claim that your number one accomplishment is, is getting your, your PhD in English because yeah. it, it was so hard. And it's like, here you are with like, you know, just doing so well with, with running and building your own business, but it's getting that PhD. That's your number one accomplishment. Oh, and yeah, so I think so. Yeah. 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 And so it's great also to hear that yoga really helped you with that mentally. And if I can add in real quick, just a little bit of my journey with yoga as yeah. well. It also, yeah, it started in college. I dabbled a little bit in high school with going to my mom's gym. My mom did like body flow, it wasn't yoga, but it was like body flow classes. And, and it was just like some yoga poses, I might say. And then in college, um, was dealing with anxiety and on the mental front there, I remember calling my mom at one point in time, just telling her about this anxiety I was having with everything in college. And, uh, my mom was like, all right, Lindsay, like I live, I don't live with you, so I can't really help you. But she was said, she was like, I can, send you some money if you need to get a doctor's appointment, get on some medication, or I can send you money and you can start going to yoga weekly. And she sent me some money and I got a membership to a yoga gym and I started awesome. going to yoga once a week. That's awesome. And it was a huge help mentally, mentally, just like, oh my gosh. And that's where my yoga journey began from the mental side. And then definitely noticing like, I feel better physically too. Yes. This is helpful <laughs> physically and, and you get better. You, you know, you get better at it. Yeah. I think it also, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of college kids too are stressed out, like more stressed out than they were 10 years ago, just from having taught college since, I don't know, since 2009, I've been teaching college students at UVA and there's just more pressure on college kids now, I think, than there was like five, 10 years ago. And I don't know, even with social media and everything. And it just feels like people are more anxious. So there is almost, I don't know, I, I feel like every college kid should have to just 
take a yoga class and they just feel better. But it makes you more efficient at everything else too, is I think people will be like, oh my gosh, like I just don't have time for yoga. But the thing, I feel like I'm so busy right now too, but I know when I just force myself to do some yoga, you know, I feel so much better. And then I actually get everything else done faster too. Not, you know, not that like productivity is like the end goal of everything, but <laughs> it, you but, know, I feel but it's helpful. helpful. <laughs> it is. It's helpful. And I feel better doing all the things that I have to do anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's huge. Even when I film yoga. So Monday nights are my yoga filming day and I go a local winery lets me go film there. And it's like the best thing in the entire world. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just, a you know, I work from home. My husband works from home. We're like running small businesses out of the house. You can probably see like clothing behind me right now. <laughs> but I go out there with like all my little filming equipment and set it up. And at this point I've got it down. So I don't have audio glitches left and right and whatever. And I'm just like outside there teaching this yoga class to what I know will be all these viewers doing it. So I'm like teaching to the camera, but it feels like I'm teaching to a ton of people. And I feel so much better after teaching the class. Like I leave there Monday night and I'm like, yay, I feel great. Life is great. <laughs> um, and it like yoga works. Like it's, I mean, yeah, I'm the founder of Runners of Yoga, but I'm still kind of surprised sometimes when I do like five minutes of yoga, I'll be like, wow, <laughs> I feel I <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah. So it, it works. <laughs> I love that. Now I wonder, cause you mentioned when you first started getting into it, it was like stretching might help me be a better runner. Yeah. And then stretching helped your whole team maybe reduce injuries. And then you did the yoga teacher training. So there is a difference between yoga and stretching. And mm -hmm. although there's a lot of overlap too, I don't know if you could like kind of help some listeners, like, because I think they're, so for me, as somebody who loves yoga, I like get excited talking about this with you. And I'm like, like, I want everybody to do it too. And I want to do more of it. But some people have like this wall up with yoga. Maybe it's a little too like, spiritual for them, or maybe it's a little too just like foreign for them, whatever it might be like, is there a significant, like in your viewpoint, like the, di what the difference between stretching and yoga. And for some people who might be more hesitant to do yoga, like is just focusing on stretching. Okay. Or are you like, no, give the yoga a try because maybe it well, I, they definitely should give the yoga a try. And I yeah. guess to answer first, like I definitely agree. There's people who are very just like resistant to yoga. And I think sometimes they're thinking like, oh, it's not a workout or something. Mm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that I hear from them a lot. Like at the end of the semester, a lot of my students will just send me emails about how shocked they are at what the difference is and how they felt at the end of the semester versus the beginning of the semester with how yoga even impacted their schoolwork and just how they feel in general. So I guess I would just tell those people, they just have to give it a try. And if they go to one yoga class, don't judge all of yoga based on the one class you've attended too, because yoga teachers are so different. It's just like any other class. So somewhere out there, there's a yoga teacher for you. Also, they should try Runners of Yoga TV if they're runners, because I do yes. yoga for them. <laughs> and I think yoga is so much more than just stretching. It's like this whole mind-body awareness component, I think, that that yoga brings to stretching really. So it's the mind body awareness. You're like just thinking about your breathing, like moving with your breathing. And there's 
you know, pauses and there's moments where you're like kind of working hard, you know? So yeah, I think the biggest thing really is the whole mind body connection that yoga is bringing to stretching is the main difference for me. I completely agree. And my, my own personal experiences too, is, um, if I just stretch, I'm just stretching. But if I do yoga, I get this overall like sensation of like being centered and balanced and strong and rooted and very, yeah, very aware of my physical body and my emotional body. So it's so amazing. Everybody do yoga. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess also, you know, I teach, I teach yin yoga too, which is like longer holds of poses. So like most of the, it's all like reclining or seated. And I think especially in yin and in yoga generally, it's like a timeout from the rest of your day. Like so much of your day, especially if you're a runner or, you know, like, so like, think about like TikTok or it's just like, go, 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 you know, like constant, like a barrage of, of stuff. And when I teach yin yoga, it's like, there's no cell phones, you know, in your room, you have to leave your cell phone away from your mat. You know, I always tell people like, don't bring your cell phone to your mat. It's actually amazing how I've had to like, keep doing that in the past couple of years. But, you know, it just, no one gets a chance to just like sit and be, you know, it's just a chance to just, there's a quote that I read in a yoga book and I don't remember what book this was now, but it's like, we aren't just human, you know, we're kind of forced to be like human doings instead of human beings, you know? And I think yoga is this chance to just be a human being instead of a human doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that quote. I'm going to remember that for, for myself, for sure. And for others too. Hey fans, I hope you are enjoying this conversation so far and we'll be back to it in just a moment. But first, I want to pause and let you know that this episode is brought to you by the Female Athlete System of Transformation, aka the fast track to overcome disordered eating and use food as fuel to perform at your highest level. The Female Athlete System of Transformation is my unique program and proven systems to guide female athletes to understanding and implementing the proper nutrition for their sport, life, and health. Myself and my team of registered sports dietitians work one-on-one with clients to address their unique needs and counsel them through the nutritional and behavioral changes needed. Many female athletes who resonate with disordered eating, mental guilt around food and body, relative energy deficiency in sport or female athlete triad, amenorrhea, repeat injuries due to negligent nutrition, or frankly, just a lack of knowledge and understanding on their fueling needs have seen incredible success in the fast track. After years of working as a sports RD, I've compiled the most effective ways for female athletes to learn nutrition, be supported, be challenged, and ultimately find their success with fueling as fast as possible. So don't wait another day. Get to your goals faster by joining the Female Athlete System of Transformation. Look in the show notes or head to the website to book a free call and learn more. Okay, now let's get you back to the conversation. Enjoy. And I could go this entire podcast without talking about nutrition once, but I'm going to try and sneak <laughs> okay. it in here. Um, just in case our listener, I'm like, you know what? Female athlete is enough, but we'll try and sneak the nutrition in. Like, but it, but it does work out really nicely because I think that mind body awareness that yoga can bring to the table is something that we also need in relationship to, to eating as well. I think a lot of eating issues 
can stem from not being aware of like what, where is our mindset at? What are our stress levels at as we're choosing our food, as we're making our food, as we're eating our food? Are we distracted while we're eating? Are we eating but not listening to our bodies and how that physically made us feel? And so I do think that that mind-body connection and awareness that yoga can bring can really help you with your nutrition in a variety of ways. So I'm interested to know whether in your personal journey or in how you've worked with people throughout the years, have you seen that as well, that that mind-body awareness that yoga brings can help with eating as well? Oh, yes, 100%. Also, I have this blog post at runnersloveyoga.com, which is called How to Eat to Run Faster, which is almost all about this. And this is probably my favorite blog post I've ever written in my entire life. Include This is like including my Olympic trials, like I just qualified for Olympic trials blog post report. So yeah. because I've seen what a difference this whole sort of mindset can can bring to people, you know? Yeah, I think... There's so much focus sometimes, like overly so, on exactly what we're eating as runners. And you just can't, I don't know, I just don't worry about it that much. Like, And there was probably a time in my life when I was more worried about it. But it's just like one component of everything else that's making you an athlete. And you have to kind of eat for your mind, too. So I really like chocolate. (laughs) So I'm going to eat like as much chocolate as I feel like. And that's just going to be great. (laughs) Um, And I think there's also kind of a misconception is, you know, non-elite runners will sometimes think that the fastest runners are eating, I don't know, like protein shakes and, I don't know, chicken breast and that's it or something. And, you know, that's not true either. So you know, I, I think just having a more relaxed mindset about nutrition and really just eating what you want and allowing for your personal preferences. Like I don't like salad dressing and (laughs) I feel like I don't have to, you know, I don't know, apologize for that or something. I just hate salad dressing. So I'm allowed to not, you know, like you're allowed to not like stuff and you're allowed to like stuff. So I don't know. I try to just eat for my mind as much as my body. And I know that's hard for people. It is. Because I think too, like we're told so much like in magazines or like maybe you have a teammate who's like doing X, Y, Z and you feel like you have to do X, Y, Z too. So there's like all these different pressures on people, I think. Like I know, especially in the college kind of running environment, you know, like I remember being in line and I was getting my Subway sandwich and I used to, like, I was the most boring eater. (laughs) Like I eat the same thing. I'm like totally happy, you know, but I hated vegetables. (laughs) So I would get like a Subway sandwich with just turkey on it, like nothing added. And, and I wouldn't get it on white bread. And one of my teammates was like three behind me in line and she was older teammate. You know, I was like a freshman or sophomore and she was like, you should at least get it on wheat bread, you know? And (laughs) So then that made me feel really bad. So then the next day I got it on wheat bread fine. You know, I was, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was probably fine to just keep eating the stupid white bread. Like who cares, you know? And, you know, I think it's so helpful to have someone older and wiser than you being like, yo, (laughs) there's so much else out there that's like, you know, life doesn't get any easier. And there's so many things to worry about besides like nutrition. So like for real, I'm not even kidding you. I've had pizza 
probably like nine of the past 11 days for lunch. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like just eat whatever you want and it's going to work out just fine. And it's, it's not going to make you faster, slower. It's just, I think it's just important to not worry about it too much. You know, like there's so many people who just worry about it so much. And, you know, at this point in my life, I'm very happy to say like, I don't worry about it at all. And, you know, it's, uh-huh. I'm glad I'm at a point where I am there. And I think a lot of that is because of yoga and just being more relaxed about all of it. But everyone should go read that blog post. I, I recently reread sure. it and it made me happy. And yeah, I sent it to one of my, I teach a lot of new runners in running for fitness. And I had a, a student, a female student email me this past semester being like, I'm so confused about nutrition. And I'm like, I understand why you're confused. And I'm, and she was like, how should I eat? And I'm like, just eat however you want. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and I sent her this blog and she was like, this is the best nutrition advice I've ever gotten. Thank you. You know? Oh my so, gosh. We will me, link it. We'll link it in our show notes. It, it made me so, it just made me so happy, you know, and I've, had some close relatives with eating disorders and, you know, and it's, it's really important to me that, you know, I don't know, I guess this message gets out there that like, you know, you should feel free to eat what you want. And like, for a while I was using this hashtag, like eat dessert, run faster. Yeah. <laughs> I just really love dessert. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, like, I feel like you read like us weekly and it's like the celebrities, like I had a Hershey kiss. <laughs> like and I'm like oh honey like that's fine if you're satisfied with that Hershey kiss but let me tell you like give me the whole chocolate bar here and then maybe I'll be happy so yeah oh I just love it I'm just like grinning ear to ear just listening to you because it's I, I agree with your philosophy and your approach a thousand percent and I think more people need to hear it so I'm happy that you're speaking freely on it but also like tying us back to what you do and everything. I think that that mind, body awareness and yoga and being less stressed about it has totally helped you like oh, in yeah. this, like you're no yeah. longer stressing about the white bread or the wheat bread. You're like no. over it. Right. And, <laughs> yes. and talking about like, whether it be runners or any other athlete and what will make us faster, or what'll make us better is like probably not stressing about it so much. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many different ways that you can go about it. Like I know that when I work with clients, we do focus heavily on our mindset and approach towards food and fueling. Like that's a foundational principle of what I do when I work with a client on their nutrition is changing your mindset about it. And there's there's so many different ways that you can go about changing your mindset. And I think yoga is one of those ways. You're going to do a lot of things when you do yoga. Uh-huh. You know, you don't necessarily say I'm going to do yoga to change my mindset about food, but it's an outcome that could happen. You know, yoga is so amazing that way because you go into it just like thinking, ah, you know, my hamstrings are tight. Yeah. (laughs) And then you come out the other end and you're like, wow, life is beautiful. (laughs) You know, or like there's something else like you got out of it that you did not expect to get out of it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I could, yeah, I could go on this forever. Like, I think it's cool. Like when I think about my journey with yoga over the years, I did start it more of like, I need to reduce stress in my life, but I've gotten so many things out of it over the years. And having this conversation with you is definitely reigniting me as well. Me and my, since we had, um, I had a baby almost six and a half, almost seven months ago. And like, 
the stress levels have been a little bit high. Yeah. <laughs> and like me and my husband keep saying like, we need to do yoga again. We need uh-huh. to do yoga again. And it, even though we're using that word need, it is a want because we definitely, it's just kind of been a scheduling thing, but I'm like, no, we know that when we do it, it's only going to help us, you know, in a thousand different ways. And so we'll, yeah, we're, we're going to get back into it, but cause it, it'll just help you in a thousand different ways. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have runners of yoga. Uh-huh. You do your Monday night filming, your Friday flows. And I think what also is good about this that I want to highlight kind of going back to our earlier conversation of if people are a little hesitant for running or excuse me, for yoga, for whatever reason, um, that this is nice because it's, it's runners love yoga. So if you, if you are part of the running community, it's probably a little more like geared towards you. Um, like you said, there are so many different teachers and ways to practice. And one way is not inherently better than another, but like this might be more up your alley if you're a runner or even just an athlete that might, you know, need an athletic focus type of yoga, maybe. Yes, I think that's very true. And then one thing that I really like in Runners Love Yoga TV, we have different categories. So there's a whole category that's like hips IT band, and there's a core focused category or, you know, I have a yin yoga section or classes 15 minutes or less. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can, you know, I have a lot of people who do the Friday flows each Friday when they come out, but there's a lot of other different ways that you can kind of sort there to get exactly the class that you're after. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so how is it through Runners Love Yoga that you also started this passion for creating active wear? Like where did that ignite for you? So that started back in, let's see. Oh my gosh, maybe 2014. I'm actually not even sure of the totally exact year, but within a couple of years of having runners of yoga, we started selling singlets mm. and we had these like very like colorful, you know, kind of unique singlets for the running world, like a lot of different printed ones. And then it really just kind of took off from there and almost had a life of its own. And I've always really loved fashion and art. When I was little, I wanted to design clothes for Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I'm not designing for Barbie. <laughs> I'm designing for every woman now. But uh, I think my college teammates would probably also not be surprised to see what I'm doing now because they knew I loved running clothes back then as well. I was always the person who would show up like in the non-issued gear, you know, sneakily, you know, that was me, (laughs) like sneaking in the fashion element in practice. (laughs) When you're supposed to be all in the same uniform and all that. Yeah. They were less strict with us runners, at least back in the day. Like the lacrosse team was always like the same exact t-shirt. And then we were always more, you know, diverse in our apparel. My team was the same too. And then somewhere around senior year, we kind of like got us speaking to about it. Like you guys, like, because we were a division one team and, and this is not to speak poorly of club teams. Please don't take offense to this, but like it was brought to our attention that like you guys just look like a club sport and like, yeah, because you're wearing all your own stuff. And it was like, well, you have to issue stuff to us if you yes. want. It was like this whole thing when I was in college. Yeah. Maybe if you gave us enough gear, like the football team. <laughs> yeah. And also like more than just a t shirt to Uh run in. So that was another issue of like, just like more appropriate clothing. Yeah. 
for what we needed. But anyways, I digress. I totally get what you're saying of like you're you snuck in the oh yeah the fashion <laughs> element. Um so anyhow, so I don't know, the thing was just kind of kept growing and growing and then we just kind of kept adding stuff from there. And then it's somewhere along the line it was really important to me to create a really good running sports bra. So I had another brand of running bra that I was raising in a lot and then they stopped making them and then the new ones like just weren't as nice and I don't know. It just kind of took on a life of its own. And my husband's also in the clothing industry. So actually, before we even met, we've been married five years now, but he owns Cutaway USA, which is a cycling clothing company. So that's kind of how I got the start with the singlets is he was like, hey, we should make some singlets. I'm like, great idea. And then I could design singlets and we would kind of help each other out. So now I'm like, I feel my husband is really just helps me with like graphic design here and there. I'm like doing all of the clothing design, which is really crazy, but yeah, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun and we have a whole variety of, you know, like loungewear and we have joggers that are really popular. So we have the team joggers and they're like relaxed fit, just like super comfy and a lot of different matching sets. And so, but at some point, you know, runners love yoga was both like this, it was streaming yoga online and activewear. And then I wanted the activewear for, to be for runners who also like don't love yoga yet, you know? So, <laughs> oh yeah, so, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted it to be for, for all runners and I didn't want someone to be like hesitating, you know, from buying runners love yoga activewear. Cause they're like, ah, but I don't do yoga, you know? And I want them to know our activewear is for you too. So that's kind of where, Relay Run Co. came about. So I kind of love the name too, because I've been abbreviating Runners Love Yoga as RLY for absolutely forever. Like since we started, you know, yeah, I would write customers handwritten notes and be like, thanks for your order from RLY, you know, and, and, you know, if you add two vowels to that, that's the word relay and then Relay Run Co. Yeah. And I, I just love the whole branding philosophy of, you know, like you're, who doesn't want to be on a relay? You know, it's just kind of, fun and exciting. Fun. And, and maybe because I was a 10K girl who never got to be on relays. <laughs> this is just like really like a happy thing for me. But yeah, it's it's been kind of a whirlwind the past two months with getting the whole thing launched. I, I built RelayRunCo.com by myself. It was like 97% me and then 3% I would ask my husband for a HTML question or something. So that was that was pretty wild. And then one thing that's really exciting for me is with this free brand or extension of the activewear side, we're giving 1% to Animal Rescue. So yeah. we have three beneficiaries for 2022, and two of them are local to Charlottesville and one's in Pittsburgh. And this really was kind of inspired by, like, right before the pandemic started, we adopted two cats. And then I just adopt, we just adopted another cat last October. We're going to cap it at three. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they've just been like my best friends. So yeah. I like just I, I love I've always loved animals. And, uh, you know, it's I, the more ways that I can help animals through the activewear side of the company, that's really important to me. So that's been uh, just a really neat thing that mm-hmm. I've been able to include with the ROI expansion into Relay Run Co. too. Yeah, I love that. And right, business, when you have your own business, you can make it what you want and you can give back in so many ways. I mean, you're giving back, you're giving people a great product, but you're also giving back in like, how do I want this business to reflect me and and what I really care about in this world? So that's cool too. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of your sentiment about if you don't love yoga, this active work can still be for you. I really see that inclusiveness kind of come through in your brand quite a bit. I think there's a lot of active wear sites that can, you know, kind of show people of one specific body type. And I feel like I was just really like pleased to see a variety of, of body types and people as they're modeling your active wear and your clothing. So I think that's a really great, wonderful thing that you're doing too. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anne, this has been, I I think, an awesome conversation. And I hope that people look into Relay Run Co. to support their fashionable active wear needs. And also that they look into Runners Love Yoga TV and see all the ways in which yoga can improve your running and just your life, upgrade your life and really tap into that mind-body awareness piece too. Yes, they they should. There's also a free 10-day trial at Runners of Yoga TV. So if they're hesitant, 10 days to try it all out. Yeah, love that. So Anne, I kind of close out every podcast with a few questions for all of my guests. So we'll kind of go through them now, okay? Okay, great. If there is one food you could eat every single day for the rest of your life and never get sick of it, what would it be? Raspberries. Oh, wow. I thought it was going to be chocolate. I love raspberries. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> I'm never going to stick a chocolate here. I mean, that was, I mean, it's so hard to pick one. Raspberries. Oh, I know. Bananas, chocolate, pizza. I can't get tired of pizza. <laughs> but we're sticking with raspberries. Raspberries. <laughs> I like it. Awesome. And what is your favorite sport to participate in yourself? Oh, I mean, running, I guess. But number two is definitely swimming. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. And how about as a spectator? Is there a sport that you enjoy watching and cheering on on the sidelines? I actually love watching swimming. No one is going to understand that. Um, well, the UVA women's swim team, they just won NCAAs. Like they've, there's a bunch of Olympic medalists on the women's side. Like they're just, they're awesome. And I train in that pool with, so I'll like get out of the pool and see them going into practice. So I love watching swimming and my little brother swam in college. So I'm, I'm a huge swim fan. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I know we didn't even really talk, talk too much. I think I mentioned it in your bio, but like, you know, swimming is a big part of your training. Yeah. As, yeah. As a runner between the swimming and the yoga. And yes, you're a, a high level runner, but it's like the swimming and the yoga has probably helped you with like reducing injury and just being like more, yeah, just being this like resilient runner. Yeah. That's, I will say, so when I ran in college for Notre Dame, I didn't get to swim as much. And then that was one thing that was awesome to me about post-collegiate training was that I, I, I coached myself and you're in, you're in charge of your training again, which is kind of nice. And then I could swim as much as I wanted. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know, Yeah. <laughs> I missed, yeah. I was a swimmer when I was, I learned to swim when I was 11 and I swam all through high school. So that's been really nice to just train how I want to train and be in the pool and in the water. Yeah. That's awesome. So final question, is there a female athlete out there you want to give a shout out to for being a role model and inspiration for being what I call fierce fit and fueled? whether someone in your personal life or somebody well-known. Oh, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to my sister, Jill, because Jill actually, so she just swam around Key West. It was like 20 plus thousand yards. Wow. And so Jill was a gymnast and when she was little and she dove for Notre Dame for a year. She went to Notre Dame too. And <laughs> now I am crying. Yeah. Oh, but, um, I love this. Yeah. My sister's awesome. So, and 
I'm going to take a tiny bit of credit because I got her back into swimming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And she joined a master's team and she's like the happiest I've ever seen her now that she's like back at this sport that she did when she was little. So I guess I would say like, if you take anything away from this is like, let yourself do other sports that you did when you were little and you might find it helps you with the other sports that you're doing now currently. And yeah, so my sister's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Jill. And thank you so much, Anne, for doing what you do, for teaching people, helping runners, spreading the love of yoga, giving us awesome clothes to wear. And um, we appreciate your time today. Thanks, Lindsay. It was awesome talking to you. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and thanks for listening. But before I let you go, I have free resources that you can have access to right away, right now, so that you can start fueling your body as a fierce, fit, and fueled female athlete. First, I have your Red S recovery race. If you've ever wondered if you might be struggling with Red S, curious to learn more, or know you have Red S and are looking to recover fast, then you can head to www.riseupnutritionrun.com slash red S and download the red S recovery race. See how you place and figure out the next steps to recovery. Plus while there, I have a few other great resources for you, including three nutrition secrets that every elite athlete swears by and access to a private Facebook community, female athlete nutrition. So again, to gain access to all of this, head to riseupnutritionrun.com slash red S that's backslash R E D S. And you can gain access and get the help you need fast. Too many girls and women and female athletes struggle with nutrition, but you don't have to any longer become fierce, fit and fueled links in the show notes, and I'll see you next time.